We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this beautiful morning, Todd? It's all good here, Davis. Good to see you back in the Volley Cave. Good to be back. Uh, you're coming off uh, a little club tryouts oh, and uh, <laughs> all that, all the madness. You got oh, your team all set, settled. Team's all set. I love my team. Okay, I, man, it's just always a brutal week. <laughs> it really is. Um, but overall, brutal. If we talk about it being brutal for us or for you. You were there. I was kicking back at the beach yeah. but uh the <laughs> kids it's the gotta kids be tough for the oh, kids the i talked to i talked to my you know some of my kids and they were just oh, freaking out absolutely and so. the parents too so oh. man and the coaches so it's from all sides we had 200 kids try out in my age group just in their age just group. in the actual age group not including the 15s i coach 16s wow so i had a great selection of players but all those players has a story right and the uh, it's just always crazy. And then wow. obviously looking after my girls from last year, trying to make sure they're in a good spot. Yep. Um, so man, it's tough, but it's super fun. So we're on to it. This good week. stuff. All right. Well, I think you're going to start with the skill today. Absolutely. I'm starting with going? the skill and we are going to do defense 15 cues and keys. Cues and keys. Defense. And I like keys. it. And um, a lot of these will be reminders, but I include the verbiage that I use and some of the philosophy on why I use these. So one of the first ideas basically is, can you introduce all of your cues early on? It's just Got simply it. that they know what you're saying. So if I want them to do something, I'm going to introduce that cue early on, even if we're not going to do tons of reps on it, that way I can tell them that and they will act on it. So like in random, you know, the first one we're going to talk about is posture up. Okay. So we think good defense starts with good posture. And I like the idea of posture up because it's uh well, that's an MMA term. They say that in MMA, but it's Ooh, a, MMA. It's, I didn't know that yeah. MMA term. And okay. so it's an active thing. Okay. Right? It's not like ready. I think ready can be an active thing, but I like the idea of them making an active attempt to be prepared for the ball. And then we'll go into some of the specifics on what posture up is. But if I say posture up, they know Boom. they have a picture. Right? They have a picture. It is active. It's active sounding. Right. That up posture up. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it reminds them to get their hands prepared. Right, a hands kind of up in the in the chest a little bit, or maybe just below the chest. But so I like that one. Um, two, look and see. We talk about this. I like the idea of starting immediately with what they see. Right. right? Uh, defense. There, I think a lot of coaches would start with technique. You know, and really, can your body be prepared, and can you look at the right things? I think those are probably the most important things to start. I like with. that putting that in early. Yep, absolutely. Three. Jab and shoot, two very aggressive sounding things because we want to attack the ball. So when I say jab, that means they're going to take their closest foot to the ball and jab it, uh, push it behind the back of the ball okay. if they can. 
and shoot means they're going to take their hands from where they are and they're going to shoot, push both hands to the ball. I like it. Right. So I like it. Once again, yeah. All words that have this kind of action aggressiveness to them. I like it. Exactly. I think a lot of times defense have played passively and we want to be so aggressive going at the attacker, not necessarily physically moving towards them, but that mentality. Got right? it. So number four, and again, this is, I think some people may differ with this, but I've had a bunch of success not hitting a million balls at them. I just have not been able to hit enough balls at them that that method has been able to work well for me. So instead, what I do is I teach the skill. We do a few reps of it, and then we'll play a short game with that skill being the focus. Okay. So, for example, if you want them to hold their platform, I'm not going to do a million reps with just that being the focus. I'll do a few reps, and then we'll go play doubles or something, and they'll get kicked off. They'll go doghouse if they um, don't hold their platform, right? Or they'll get a bonus point if they do or something to that effect. Right? Got it. So uh, the hitting million balls is just so labor intensive. My shoulder, I'm 46, I can't hang. I know, you know it, I, mean? I know. I have mixed emotions about this because I still, you know, watch somebody like when Hilly was coaching oh, USD. Yes. And they, that team would, USD defends, and you would see him out there just, just hitting ball yeah. after ball. And the one thing that I think is, is tough to replicate is heat. Yes. And That's so yes. can kids get comfortable with heat? And I think a lot of times you got to do that with that. When you hit, like yes. when, if we're going to hit it, kids, we're going to hit hard at them. Right, right. Absolutely. And really yes. just to deal with heat, like who can really handle it when the yes. miles per hour goes up? I think that's a great point. So. That'd probably be a good use of your reps. You're going to hit balls in, but can you keep it down to the most important stuff? Right. right. If we're not going to, I don't want to ever just roll shot balls to right. kids. Absolutely. Right. If we're going to hit at kids, they're going to be, we're going to make, we're going to make sure we challenge them. I love it. I love it. So number five for me is, is quote, finish your move. Okay? okay. So whatever defensive move you're doing it, what you're doing, you're going to either, well, you're going to make sure you complete it. There's so much time where they, we call it blowing up on defense where they get hit and they sort of pop out of their um, form, right? Because the ball is so, coming so fast, they feel like they kind of need to. So I say, finish your move, either go all the way to the ground or flow through the ball or keep going, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is, I've been looking, uh, at our kids and there are a lot of them who like they put their hands on the ground yes they don't complete. not finishing yes. a move that's a good and one yes so we're really saying hey if you're putting hands on the ground that means that you're not comfortable going to the going to the floor and we got to get comfortable doing that that's not what elite defenders do right their grip will stay together right. yeah they hit the, yeah the back side of the hands on the ground yeah no i love that one that's a really good point Set, uh, sixth front them so again we're going real defense now I, I just i really think real defense is way better than coach hitting the ball at players yep. right so can you get in front of where their belly button is facing simple but it's so important right can you get on basic read we call that one basic read um seven straight and simple and i'm thinking you know i'm taking over a program this year and i'm thinking of you know how i want to introduce the skills one of the things i'll do for all the skills is the idea of straight and simple can you face the attacker before during and after the dig on anything that's close to you 
if you can do that and dig the ball straight, we think that's much easier than, you know, doing all this tilting and, um, you know, turning. It's just not repeatable. That's my thing. Keep it put simple. You, yeah. Put your back to the sideline. Yep. Straight up and more down. efficient, more efficient, right? And You're gonna be more successful. And there are times to do the other stuff, of oh, course. There's gonna, there's be, gonna be tons of times. Yeah, you gotta like, be able but to. But can we start with the majority? Right, right. And so, driven ball, you keep it straight and simple. Eight, throw the hands, throw your hands. I like this idea of throwing your hands, right? Your, your hands aren't coming up, hands. No, what? That doesn't mean anything. Throw your hands, throw your hands at the ball when you're gonna use the hands. I think that's an underutilized skill in um, youth. Um, girls volleyball so say. when you're overhead digging yes yes when you're overhand digging. okay yes so i should have made that clear. okay yeah i think that's a really good point okay. and we talked on an earlier episode um if everyone wants to go back about those options right different options on that but um, right i think we're kind of on the same um idea that we prefer finger action on the ball as opposed to the uh, like i don't want the hands the yeah put together so i like the hands get a bigger surface area I guess. yeah that's kind of what i like too number nine just go right I think a lot of times players don't want it to be ugly. They want it to be pretty and to look right. But literally, I didn't learn any of these defensive moves when I was a young player. It's literally just throw your body. And, and um, now they're refining these moves. I think that that's great. But I love the idea of retaining. Just go. Like, if you got to go. kick it, if you got to poke it, if you got to header it, yep. like, just, just play it. Find a way. Find a way, right? Yep. Number 10, pick the best spot. I see this one all the time where kids are like so focused on picking uh, the best spot reading that they don't go, right? Pick the best spot you can and then realize the ball's still not going to come to you. So you're going to pick the best spot you can. It's obviously important to read, but in invariably the ball's going to change direction. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. And it's going to hit the block. I mean, exactly. a bunch of things can happen. So pick your best spot and then go. There's not right. a perfect spot, right. okay? 11, this is more of a tip jump and hit at the athletes now i'm older um so even better sometimes have the athletes jump and hit at each other especially if they have controlled arms right right um coach on the ground like we mentioned down balling like there's so many ways that we initiate the balls as coaches that don't help them in the games a jump and swing from the coach is one that can a serve is one that can right things that mimic what is actually happening in the game now it's not a perfect mimic meaning you know i'm still a coach i'm going to serve differently than a player serves but it's way better right? right so any thoughts on that one yeah i i think we might be able to be a bit more creative sometimes maybe and say okay well i don't have kids that have the you know i put them on a box because i want them to hit harder at kids and to get them to have that feel of let's say digging balls but what about if we lower the net and make the kids yeah, jump? Yeah. I like that. And so are there some ways we can do it and still have the kids be the ones who are hitting the ball I like that. Uh, and still get some of that, the angles maybe. And then you have kids kind of, they can self toss on a low net and hit and still put more pressure on the defense. That's, I love that. That's right up my alley. I don't do that. And I should, and our nets are really up easy up and down. Yeah. You know, some that's, I think probably why I didn't before, cause it was time consuming to do that, but I love that. It's one of those ecological, right. D, uh, yeah. yeah. Change the net a little bit and yeah. then you change the angles that they're going to get. And they were able to put more heat. I love it. Uh, 12. It's another tip. Use your arm warm time as defensive reps. Oh, okay. I like it. They're not just catching the ball. Even if they are catching the ball, it's, can I catch the ball in defensive posture? Can right. I catch the ball in a low zone or a high zone? 
like can and again not a lot of catching right just dig it and then catch it or something so i like that idea of digging it so we do a big arm warm-up we're over the net and you got to dig it and then you got to go catch it yes i like that and so that makes it so number one you got to get it high right yep and then we might give them bonus points if they have one foot inside the 10 foot line Ah, okay and are they not it doesn't allow you to flop Ah, right because if you flop you can't go catch it right right so can you stay balanced enough to dig it high and run and catch i like that too so once again it it has a the result or telling them all those things you want to do but you just gotta no, just dig it and catch it and that's <laughs> what i love right i swear i love that and some reaction stuff because where's the ball gonna go who knows you know hopefully yep. it goes in front of you but i like that too so yep. i really think that's a good one that's so cool 13 narrow court and i was having a great discussion with a bunch of the coaches we both love narrow court right? i'm a big narrow court and uh the reason what we're talking about one of the overlooked reasons is you can't hide right so I like the idea of putting them, well, you can do the short deep, but if you're doing the two back, the ball is going to find you, yep. right? And you can't hide from the ball control. You're going to get defensive reps. Yep. If you do that for a few hours with your bigs, all of a sudden they're playing defense, right? And you can train them out of there. But um, I find all too often that the bigs, you know, the bigger kids are avoiding defensive reps in whatever reason. Like they'll be the setter, they'll be at the net. Oh, those are the kids we want to play defense that will add so much to it. The ball's um, going to find them. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so fun, right? Um, 14, challenge your defender's range. Okay, so I think a lot of times we get so focused on control that there is this element of go be a playmaker that you want out of your kids. And to me, a playmaker is someone who can make a play that not everyone can make, right? right. So, um, so can you go far? Can you lay out? Can you, you know, make a... Uh, champagne glass over the top of your head and just pop one up like all these different random plays um that have to do with range right and then 15 um last one make your diggers better with go get games i have that in quotes that start with a coach on one and at any time turn into a game so i'm doing coach on one with my kid the whole team's on the court right but it's a coach on one for the one kid and then we just say play Okay. So it's a little mini coach on one, maybe three or four ball coach on one for, let's say a middle. I love this stuff because it, uh, I I find that a coach on one by itself, it doesn't necessarily lead the play. They're digging, but it's not going anywhere good necessarily. So can we do a little mini coach on one, get their defensive pursuit up and then be like, go. So I like that idea of, I'm I'm a big three in a row guy. Yes. So this gives me an idea that, uh, you go six on six, you say, okay, well, Flabero, make them lay out on a ball. It's got to go up. If it doesn't go up, they don't get their second ball. Yep. And then you go to the other side, you go to another defender. Same thing. So one up, two up, third one yeah. you play. Yes. The that's third one cool. you play. So I think that's that a type of one. stuff yes. Yes. where it's a little slower. Yes. But you're challenging defenders and everybody is, is there. And it would be like, Hey, the, the first two balls have to be caught right, right. to get the third to play it on your side, right? Yes. Otherwise, and it's so just then rules. everybody yeah. on the side is still in a uh, full you know, defensive. defensive, what we call defensive. a second ball defense, yes. you know, folk where they're focused on that. Yes. And I if like it's that. dug super low, then they, if it's a line drive at their ankles, they catch it. 
Yes, I like that. So something like that. That's super cool. cool. So that's my skill set. I know I there's a lot it. more to add to oh, it, but it's just a great just a little hey, starting list. Talking to about defense around. and it gets me excited. Yes. Time for the season. Got to get kids defending. Yep. Got to get kids going. <laughs> so what's the scenario? The scenario that takes us to the uh, back to tryouts. I know we talked about tryouts last time. We talked about kind of the nuts and bolts of club tryouts. And I want to get into high school tryouts. We're getting ready here. Uh, believe it or not. It is a week or a week away from high school tryouts here. So I want to talk talk a little bit about some of the things that we do over you know 40 years, uh, some things that have been successful for us. So number okay. one is uh, define who's eligible for which teams and, and still okay. build in some flexibility. So for us, if you're a junior or senior, you have to try out for varsity. Okay. If you're a freshman or sophomore, you have to be invited. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. I like that. So we don't want beginners trying out for varsity and we'd like to separate our varsity tryouts. They start earlier and then our JV and freshmen start later. Okay. What that allows us to do is it's really tough. If let's say you're running, let's say you're the JV coach and you're starting your JV tryouts. Let's say you have them in the afternoon and varsity's in the morning. The kids that get cut from varsity and have to go play JV, you've already established, let's say five days or three days or whatever, you've established kind of this kind of pecking order of in your tryouts, right? Who the best kids are, who the most, who kind of the leaders are. Right. And then all of a sudden, these three kids come down who just got cut from varsity and it changes everything, right? Right. And they, they're struggling with the slower pace <laughs> because yes. JV is going to be, they're not going to be happy. And, but if that. you, let's say you have your varsity tryouts, uh, you wait a couple days and then the JV tryouts start. We like that couple days. Yeah. So the kid's not coming right out of it. And it's a, it's a little bit, so that's kind yeah. of the way okay. we work it. That's cool. Uh, we have to invite freshmen or sophomores, any freshmen or sophomores that think they're in the top 12 players in the school, they can call me okay. and say, Hey, I want to come. And I'll go, Oh, I, I like your, uh, I, I like your style. You're, uh, you're into it. Right. Okay. You're invited. Cool. <laughs> but I put the pressure yes. on them to, reach uh, to do it. And they have to really has to be a chance for them to be in the top 12. Nice. That's cool. I like so, it. A little confidence. Building. Well, yeah. And we don't, we don't want, uh, you know, a lot of the less experienced players, they go, oh, I want to go to varsity tryouts. It'll help me get right, better. Right. Of course. And but... we don't want them to use varsity tryouts as a clinic for them that makes uh, sense. to get better. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, make a list with player facts. So uh, we like little note cards. And so kid comes in, puts their name, puts their experience level in volleyball. If they're on a club team and what level they put that on it. Uh, who was the best coach you ever had and why? Oh, okay. Uh, like what position do you think is your best? How do you feel about playing different positions? Okay. And yeah. are there positions that, and so that's just, so we get a little glimpse of this kid if we don't know him. Right. And once again, with new kids in the gym, if you have new ones, you know, uh, you know, upperclassmen, of course, you know, you're going to have these things. You're going to probably know them, but it, Kind of everybody, and if you have new assistant coaches that don't know some of the players, it gives them something to look at too. Well, and I wish we had a little bit of this kind of info on the cards at club tryouts. Right. Right. Because 
there's again, there's so many different things that can differentiate a player. Right. Right. And this, these are some things like their mindset and willingness to play different positions. All that stuff is great. Number three, set guidelines for younger players who are better than older players. Mm, okay. <laughs> and so our philosophy is a little different than some for us, uh, for our top seven to nine players, it's a true meritocracy. Okay. That means, Hey, we're going to get our top, let's say seven to nine players are gonna be on varsity. But if let's say we have, let's say we take 14, um, 10, 11, you know, um, or 11, 12, 13, and 14, those four players, they might not be our, the, the 14th best player. I might have young players who are better than them, uh, but I'm gonna keep the older players in those <laughs> roles. And I'm gonna put the, young players if they're not in our top nine i'm not going to put the young players on varsity okay i want them to play jv play all the time and learn how to lead i like it and a lot of people go, oh they need to be with varsity so they practice and get better i'm on no they need to learn how to lead they need yeah. to learn how to be the player when it's 25 all and say hey we're gonna set you now and everybody in the gym knows that they carry that weight they, they can never learn how to do that on varsity that's true so that's true. That, but we tell them beforehand, this is right. the way it's going to be. So it's, if you're a freshman or sophomore, you don't need to be in the top 12 to make varsity. Let's say you keep 12 players or top 14. You need to be in the top seven to nine. Uh, that's smart though. That's smart. And going yeah. in, they know that. Right. And we tell them that. Okay. That's cool. And that way we preserve some of that with our older players too. And we, we, you know, with our older players who are not in that group, we let them know, Hey, you have a choice. You can either, you know, take this position, let's say, you know, you're in 12 to 14, you're not going to play in close matches, right? It's just the way it is. Um, do you want to do everything to be on the team? And you don't have to. So kind of throw it back at them early on. Cool. Uh, we do some basic athletic testing. We do three things right now. So we get them on a Vertec. And so uh, when they first come in, we, we just measure their standing reach. And then we put them on a Vertec. So we get their vertical jump. Uh, we do a little shuttle run, like a touch six. Okay. And we just time that. Okay. Uh, when we say touch six, that start on a sideline and go and touch the other sideline with your foot. Uh, and then you do that six times. So back and forth, like, you know, 30 feet across the court, six times and sprint through at the end. Cool. And we just time that. And then our latest one we do is a volleyball throw. Oh yeah, you were saying. So we put them cool. on one end of the gym. We see how far they can throw it. That's awesome. Anyone can, can anyone throw it all the way? To the uh, yeah, a couple yeah, of them okay. can throw that. Say, it yeah. is so like over a hundred cool. feet. Yeah, okay. you have three, we have three courts that are pretty close so together. So can I real quick on this one? I, what I like to do with the athletic testing is do it uh, workup based. So we do the same thing. Obviously, the vertical jump is not exactly the same, but like when they do their quickness and agility, we have them compete against each other. Like you know winners will work up okay. and go down just because again, we want them to know how they uh, compare against the others, Yeah, you know, but again, same idea. Who's physically. We'll uh, usually you know. post like after we do the testing, we'll post like the top three in each one. Right. And just so people kind of have this idea that, Hey, it's not a volley. I mean, it's not uh, a skill. It doesn't mean that you're a great volleyball player, but Hey, some of those metrics help. Yes. Well, I also like to see if kids shut down when they're getting physically beat. Yep. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, I think those are great ideas for sure. We talked about this one last time when you talked about trials. Find the fast learner. So can yes. you give some error correction and see if you say, okay, we're going to set and we're going to finish with locked elbows and flat hands. 
and then you observe are kids trying to do that or they just immediately do it once and then go back to their comfort zone right okay uh this is a big one for me have multiple cuts okay and so if you have one cut let's say you have let's say you get 30 players and you're going down to 14. if you have one cut your 15th player is really valued like your 30th player right and they're going to be way different absolutely that's a good point and so if you make that first cut you know after a couple of days and you get rid of let's say you know uh 20 through 30. you go hey you're not going to make it and but those last five they know that's that good. okay and now you get your eyes on them i like that okay and, and so feel, it's different for those that at least they feel like they got yes. notice and a good look and right. yes i like that. that's a great point that's good uh along with that create groupings to get your your eyes and your assistant coach's eyes on the players on the bubble yes because our eyes especially early season if we have kids that have improved yes. they'll go to our best players yes and so i true. like to get them out of there i think that's a great like point. i'll get yeah. them off on i'll send our best players off on a, a far court and just get them away so they can't go and take balls from other kids they can't clean things up Yes. And okay. just get those kids that are on the bubble and watch them play. Yes. Get I them like in six that. on six and see hey, who can kind of figure stuff out. Absolutely. That's a good one. Uh, we You talked about this last time. Run competitive drills that highlight each player's skill level. Uh, we do that one-on-one -on -one challenge, yes. Uh, yes. two contact. That's one of our you know, like top that. ones. And we do workups where kids work up the court uh we'll do a three attackers for six player defense uh, okay. who can kill the ball and so you have three attackers and you just kind of bowl balls over a kid pass you set them and can they score that's a good and you play to five and if you get a kill you get to cut in line uh, okay <laughs> and nice. so we're looking at hey who can terminate against the six person defense we don't play it out the defense just has to dig and catch if they dig and catch it's a wash a kill is a point and errors minus one. Oh, Super simple. Cool. I like it. Though. Who can in rallies? Yes. Finish it. Who can in rallies? That's awesome. And then lastly, we do a, a little surf pass ladder. Okay. Okay. So we do them in threes. So they play a little game in threes and then high score moves up, low score moves down. We find out, hey, who are our best server passers? I like that. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, I'm on number nine now. Play six on six. Yep. You got to play six on six and you can even create some constraints. Okay. and say hey okay we want you to hey play blocky ball yes uh, how do kids kind of will they take risks and go for it and learn the game and are they good learners and and how do they you know uh how do they connect in six on six can they communicate or balls always landing next to players what's going on there yeah I love so you got to see the whole game oh, agreed. agreed uh and then the last one is really what you talked about a little bit last time with the idea of empathy uh when you anytime you make cuts it's it's tough. It's tough for coaches and it's it's obviously tougher for players. I always tell kids, you know, hey, you're here. And for every kid that's here, there are five that were scared and didn't come that's a great because point. they were afraid. So, hey, having the courage to come out, put yourself on the line. Uh, we also, when we make, let's say, tough cuts, we don't post things. Right. We will play like we will play and kids will have their stuff. They'll come and meet with me and then leave. Right. And then they can do it on their own. If they want to hang out and talk to people, great. If they want to just go home, they can right. just leave. <laughs> right. Uh, but they don't. Uh, we want to make it as uh, as easy for them as possible. 
It's not an easy thing. I love it. It's a lot of that's good it. stuff there. I'm going to steal a bunch that's of that. It, that's <laughs> it. That's really good stuff. Cool. Uh, All right. You awesome. have some uh, you're on the videos. Oh, the videos. Yeah, the videos. These are unlocked on the uh, Art of Coaching um, site. And we got three defensive videos. The first is a Mike Seeley individual defense for training vision uh, video. I thought it was really excellent. I, I'm big right now on connecting everything back to vision, you know, your senses really in general. Um, next is Jim Stone. He's just awesome. He's got a video with Morgan Hentz demonstrating. It's her video. Um, I mean, her uh, video of her, I should say, um, playing and how defense is affected by vision. That's available as well. And then Kimmy Olson from Michigan State. She's got a video called, and I love this terminology, capturing space to have more Ooh. range as a defender. And she has a really good concept of how you can take space and get more digs. Like you take it physically by cutting off angles and that kind of thing. It's really cool. So that's the videos. What do we have for the resource? The resource. Our resource for today. We're going old school. Okay. I'm going to an, I, I have on my computer, I have a, a little file of book notes for books I've read okay. and I've taken notes because you have all those great books, but if you don't, don't want to go back and reread them. I love reviewing the notes. So this yeah. one is a guy named Tony DeCiccio, who was okay. the USA women's soccer coach back Ooh. when they kind of first started. We have the women's okay. soccer team going right now. Oh, yeah. So I thought uh, it would be good. Get an That's old good. women's soccer book. And so this For guy, sure. the, the, the title of the book is I'll Catch Them Being Good. Uh, okay. And it's a great book. And I'll, I'll give you a couple little nuggets from it. Uh, the first one is validate feelings rather than giving solutions. And I think, especially as an old male coach, yeah. I'm in that fix it mentality. Yes. Um, my wife's been trying to teach me over the years to get out of it <laughs> Same. <laughs> and kind of get a feel, get a feel for what's going on. So that's always a good reminder. Uh, second one, create challenge, realistic and applicable. Use competition. Uh, and kids yeah. want to be challenged. We right. got to make sure we have that. When we look at our practice plan, hey, do we have things that are challenging players? You just went through a bunch of great defensive stuff that's challenging for players. Cool. I like that. Next one, imprint rather than perfect. Ooh. It won't be 100%, but they should know and do it enough. This idea of imprinting, right? Yes. Okay. So cool. Uh, the, uh, the adage, coach us like men, treat us like women. Oh, uh, It's kind of a, uh, you know, uh, there is... Uh, you know, a couple of different ways to think about that. I think in our, uh, uh, you know, we have to be careful of these generalizations, mm -hmm. but I think we get the idea there yeah. that, Hey, uh, women want to be pushed. They want to yes. be coached hard. Yes. Okay. I'm both an athlete uh, and a lady, Yep. you know, and I love that idea. Yep. We're more than just an athlete. And that's something I think I just would, I just appreciate about many coaches that treat them as a full person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially now your daughter's growing up, yes, we got to get her exactly. in the gym now and you start thinking about that. <laughs> Getting her pepper and she's one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lead with inspiring through humanity rather than coaches intensity. Oh, so good. This is good for you. This is, I think about you when I see this. That's this so is, true. I think you do a good job. Of oh, this. really? I yeah. was going to say, I need this. Yeah. No, I think you do. I mean, I think I get, I'm probably uh, more guilty than you of, of trying to lead with the intensity rather than humanity. That's a good one. I love that. Uh, 
And the last one, the biggest challenge is coaching players who will be the most difficult to fit into your version of the team. Oh. And really good coaches are great at coaching players who are tough to coach. Yes. That's what makes a good coach. Yeah, that's a great point. Hey, everybody can coach that kid who jumps, runs through the wall. And I mean, it doesn't, hey, right. you know. Kate Swanson. Oh my goodness. Pretty yes. easy to coach Kate oh, Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she makes every coach go, wow, I can really coach. Look right. at her, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's so, great. Catch them being good. Tony DeCiccio. Awesome. What a great resource. All Feel right. free to check it out. We will include that in the show notes along with the videos. And please check us out on our Instagram at aoc.thevolleypod. And we always update our new episodes on Twitter at the volleypod. Thanks again. Good job, David. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,